the saga continues. Wu-Tang, Wu-Tang. Olympic torch flaming, we burn so sweet. The thrill of victory, the agony defeat. We crush slow, flaming deluxe slow. Poor, judgment day cometh, conquer, it's war. Welcome to episode nine of the Throws Chat podcast. I am your host, Jason Kuhn, and I'm sitting here talking throwing in my apartment in beautiful Columbus, Ohio. And we're two weeks in to the NCAA indoor season. A few big marks have already been hit, respectively, across all divisions. And it's going to be an exciting year, I think, uh, especially in Division One. There's a lot of fresh young blood out there making some big marks already only about two weeks into January. Things are going to hot up by the end, and honestly, it seems like the NCAA title in either weight throw or shot put is up for grabs for almost anybody. And even already, I think it's shaping up to be a pretty great NCAA championship, and they're definitely going to put on a show for all the fans out there. And speaking of great NCAA throwers, our guest this week was one Brittany Smith, former six-time All-American at Illinois State in both the shot put and the hammer. She's currently a professional shot putter training in Tempe, Arizona. Had her on the podcast. We discussed her training, life, what she's doing to get better, her various coaching changes that she's had over the last few years and how each coach has influenced where she's at now, the different things that she's had to grow through mentally in order to become not just a better athlete but also a better person. We sat down, had some fun, discussed old memories. Her and I used to be training partners, and we just had a good old time. Hope you enjoy, and we'll turn it over to Brittany. Well, we have Brittany Smith on the line today. Uh, Brittany Smith is a 19-meter shot putter, uh, competes for the United States, and after a long and arduous journey trying to get to this point, we finally have her on the podcast. It's taken about three different attempts, (laughs) to say the least. Unfortunately, schedules are not working out the best uh, about a few months ago, but, you know, we finally pushed through it, and now we have uh, Brittany as the first guest on the Throws Chat podcast for the year 2018. Thanks for coming on, Brittany. Oh, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. So, Brittany is currently training in Tempe, Arizona with Ryan Whiting. Uh, how's that going, Brittany? That um, You made that change uh, in the last year or so, right? Yeah, just this summer I did. Um, I just moved out here about three months ago, and it's been it's been pretty awesome. Um, it was kind of random how I ended up coming out here. Uh, Ryan needed a training partner and asked me, and I actually thought he was joking. He's like, "Oh, you from Tan in Phoenix?" Or because we were talking about, you know, I don't know what we were talking. We were talking about tanning or something, and I thought he was joking. Um, but I ended up coming out here in August for like a week and a half, and. Yeah, now I live here, so it's been awesome. Like, I've done a lot of changes, um, just with my body, mentally, physically, everything. Um, but I am very happy that I'm here, so. That's awesome. I spent a, a – my sister actually went out to – was a student at Arizona State. She was on the track team uh, for about a year and I always remembered love going out to Tempe is such a beautiful city and, you know, just Phoenix in general. She actually lives out there right now with her husband. Uh, but I always yeah. love that area. Yeah, it's, yeah, because it's, it's beautiful here. Because I'm, well, I don't know if everyone knows, but I'm from the Chicago area. So um, we don't have mountains there, you know. So hiking wasn't a thing for me coming here. Um, but I, um, when I got here, my first day, Ryan made me hike up this little mountain. 
um, twice. Actually, it was a small one, but I had to get my butt up there for conditioning. Um, and yeah, I didn't realize, like, I got to see the whole view of, like, the campus and everything, and uh, now we've been on much higher mountains, like, Flatiron is a lot higher, um, that I was able to actually get up. But yeah, no, it's, it's really pretty here. Um, and even during the winter right now, like, calling my mom, I'm talk I usually talk to my mom uh, a couple times a week, if not every day, and she always talks about the weather, and it's like, you know, in Chicago, it's like negative three to the weather. <laughs> I'm okay with this. I'll try to stay here as long as I can. Every day tends to be really, really warm. I didn't expect, I mean, I thought the, I thought the mornings would be colder and they look like a little chilly, but, you know, it, it ends up being about 74, 75 every day here right now. But I'm not excited for the summers. The summers I am scared about, I will say that. I'm so scared for like 120 degree weather, whatever it's going to be here. Yeah, I, I actually had to experience that one time uh, when I was going out to visit my sister a few years back. Uh, I decided to visit, I think, in the month of May, and it was probably one of the hottest mm -hmm. Uh, weeks on record in recent time and I was trying to throw a shot and it was about 115 degrees uh, this is when I was still uh, training at K-State and I remember I was about 10, 10 throws in and I was walking back and forth to the sector and I couldn't breathe and I'm just like I'm yeah. used to taking 25 throws around this point and after about 10 I was basically dying and I was like yeah. my mom was watching me throw she's like are you okay I'm like I can't do this. <laughs> it's yeah, too much. Here. Like at my job, because um, I also work at Big Sporting Goods too for the Contenders program, so I, I get a ton of customers in there. And there's actually a lot of people from Chicago, so they're always like, like if you, you know, just, or people just in general, they don't have to be from Chicago, but anyways, they'll be like, oh, like oh, so you just moved here? You haven't experienced the summer here yet? And I'm like, no. And they're like, oh, you wait, just wait for it. And I'm like. Oh my God, I'm so scared. <laughs> but when I was when I first moved out here that day, I told you I had a um, the hike hike up the A mountain or whatever. Mm -hmm. I remember I had a I had to ride my bike back to my car, um, and I remember just I was on my bike. And mind you, when I hiked up there, it was like 90 that day. It was like 90 something. And uh, I um I started to get the chills, like chills, like I was cold, and I knew that was bad. So I think I was starting to get like somewhat of a heat stroke, <laughs> I was like, so I had to like get in my car, I ended up luckily getting a Walgreens in the time, I got like some Gatorade or whatever, but I was, I actually did that two days in a row, but I, I just, I drank so much water, but my body just wasn't used to it, so definitely, you gotta be careful out here, so. Yeah, definitely, uh, yeah, how, how, you've been there for just the fall training, right? Um, have you been kind of implementing like all the hiking like as like a new uh, training thing that Ryan's helping you with, or is it just you you, you want to start hiking a lot? Uh, you, oh, you're saying is it is it a part of my training? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, sort of thing. Yeah. So what I'm doing now is a little bit different. Um, it's like so we'll have days where we like have heavy lifting, but then other days it's going to be active recovery for us. Um, and also for me, because I had to lose a lot of weight, so I've almost lost about 30 pounds now since I moved wow. out. Well, since the summer. And so, um, part of that for him was like, well, you need to lose weight, so you need to be doing cardio. So, um, yeah, like, he just had me go up there. So part of it is, too, just for me to experience Arizona as well, but a lot of it is just for my cardio to lose weight. Because sometimes it's just better to go on a mountain, like, you hike on a mountain versus, like, sitting on the bike for two hours. You're going to get so much more out of a hiking and then you're going to be hiking with him or hiking with him and his friends or whatever we've done a bunch of times. And, like, 
it just it's just more it's fun. Like you get to know each other and you're building a relationship. It's not just like oh, I'm sitting on the bike biking myself and listening to music, which I'm okay with too. But part of it too is also building relationships, if that makes sense. Which I, I really enjoy and I'm okay with that. No, that makes I mean, perfect it's not sense. I don't look cute hiking a mountain. That's what I'm saying. Like I, I look rough. I look tired, and I can't talk that much after a while. But it's it's definitely worth it. It, it just it's a you know what I mean? It's an accomplishment. Yeah. Which I'm I'm grateful for. No, that's gotta be nice because you're kind of like building a community. Um, you know, along with getting the the training in. You know. Mhm. Exactly. Yeah, and that's that's what I love about it. Um, because we went up flat iron and. When I first moved here, I can only make it a part of Flatiron. Like, I remember we, like, made it into, like, this, just like a, I don't even know how to explain it. So Flatiron is very, actually, like, it sounds like it would be flat, right? Like, mm-hmm. what happens is the bottom is, like, really long, and, like, it's not, it's, it's not easy, but it definitely has an incline to it. And then you hit this spot that all of a sudden everything just goes uphill. Like, up, no, I'm sorry, not uphill, up mountain. That's what I should say, up mountain. <laughs> and you have to, like, climb, it's, it's it's insane. Like it took us about five hours to do it, but it was it was totally worth it. You get to the top and it's just this. I don't even know. Like you just see everything, and it's like we even were up there and you could just see this helicopter flying around. I mean, the helicopter was right there next to us. Like if I was that athletic, I might have been able to go jump on. It. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like like one of those movies, like you see in like the movies where they like jump yeah. to the helicopter from like the top of a building. It was insane. So, but like, yeah, it's, it's just that, that feeling like when you get up there and then, but then the funny part is like, oh, you feel great when you get up there and then you realize, oh wait, I have to get back down now. Yeah. And I, I felt, I felt going back down. I hit my elbow pretty bad. Like I hit it up pretty good because it was pretty sore for a couple of days, but, um, but no, it was worth it. Like, just, and it, you know, and, and he has a lot of good friends too here. And like, Ryan, like seriously, like Ryan and his wife, Ashley, like, and and I have you know there's Jordan Clark and Kelly Clark and they're just awesome here like they they've just brought me into so many new things and they've shown me like because I'm a big family person too mm-hmm. and that's, that's another thing about me like I told you I talk to my mom every day I talk to my sisters all the time and my brother um and they just they're very family oriented which is awesome and I yeah, I really appreciate that because they're able to bring me into their family um and Ryan's kids are awesome too and and Jordan's daughters to Colby. It's just funny because they have these huge kids, but like they're all like massive because you know they're just, you know what I mean, they're being born by, you know, through athletics. Like Jordan Clark and Ryan Whiting and, and Kelly and Ashley were both swimmers here at ASU. So it's just like, it's just funny seeing that. But they're, you know, they're awesome people. So I, I couldn't have, I, I wouldn't be where I am now without them. But then even with all my past coaches and everything too, I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be anywhere. You know what I mean? I wouldn't have been a professional athlete right now if Greg wasn't there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and my coach Bennett in, in college and coach Whitsitt in college as well. Like, just all these experiences in May, like, even too, like, my high school coach. Like, all, all these experiences just, I feel like they just lead to something. You know what I mean? They're all, like, leading to something awesome. And I think this is every, hopefully every athlete's experience. I never would have thought I'd live in freaking Phoenix. Like, you serious? Never. Never in it. Never. Or never would I have thought I would be coming with Ryan Whiting. Like, we made a joke that, like, Ryan, um, that I told Ryan, like, oh, if, if someone would have told me, like, um, you know, oh, you're going to train with Ryan Whiting in so many years, I'd be like, yeah, right, that's crap. Like, I don't believe that crap. And then if somebody would have told him that, he'd have been like, who's Brittany Smith? 
Like, I want to know who he was, but he has no idea who I was. But we, you know what I mean? So, anyways, I'm just, I'm just rambling. But, yeah, that's, that's kind of my experience here so far. And it's, like, I, I just, I can tell, like, I'm already a, a different person. Too. Like, just every experience has just changed me in some way. Like, yeah, and, you know, the sun really helps. Like, the sun does not, does not hurt anything. I will say that. The sun is beautiful every day to see that. And I'm pretty sure I've been here with, like, two storms ever. No, I mean, that's great to hear because I think it's important, you know, especially for almost everybody that like, even someone like you, you're a professional thrower, you've been a professional for a few years now, that you're still able to grow and like get those new experiences and feel like, you know, you're improving, you know, in those other yeah, aspects of life, you know? Yeah, like it, it really takes time, like you don't realize like what fits you well or, you know, the type of training that works or whatever, like. You know what I mean? Like, I don't even know how to explain it. And who knows? I mean, I don't know how long I'm going to be here. I have no idea. Like, I could freaking end up in, like, Florida. Or I could, you know, you never know. Like, mm-hmm. I have no idea. But, like, I feel like now it's just trying to take it each day at a time and just enjoy it. But, I don't know. And that, I'm not, like, I've had a lot of people, like, now, like, telling me, like, oh, you just, like, I just seem different. Which I, I'm glad. I love the compliment. It's awesome. And, you know, I I don't know how to explain it. I just, I, it's just awesome. Like, you know, it's been great. Um, I don't know. I don't even know how to, I, I don't even know how to put it in words. So. Uh, well, I, I think you actually kind of brought us into a good transition. Like you mentioned, you know, all your coaches and how they've influenced you to where you are now. Because um, mm-hmm. you're like in your, your mid-20s, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm 26. So basically, you've been you've been throwing for a while now. Um, how would how would you kind of take us through like you know your journey through the sport? Like, because um, you started in high school, correct? You said I started where? Oh, you, you started in high school, right? I started middle school. Middle school, okay. So, what was yeah. it kind of like being introduced to like the sport and kind of like you know starting out in middle school, growing through high school, and you know because you were a great collegiate thrower too, uh, not only the shot put but also the hammer. And, you know, now now you are a professional shot putter. Like, what was that journey kind of like for you? Um, definitely not one I thought I'd take. Um, I guess what happened from middle school, like, I think like most people, I was pretty big. Um, and I actually was a sprinter. So I, I mean, you know, middle school, I just did it with friends. Like, I was like, I'm just going to do track because I play basketball. And I was all about basketball. So I was like, I'm just going to do track because my friends are doing it. Um, and then my sixth grade year, I, um, my coach approached me and he's like, well, we need somebody to throw shot put and discus. I'm like, I'm not throwing that crap. Like, I'm a dainty sprinter. I'm tiny. You know what I mean? In my head, I was little. <laughs> they looked at me like, no, you're going to throw. And I'm like, uh, fine. Okay, whatever. And I just started picking it up. Um, and then, um, yeah. And then seventh grade, I, well, I think I made it to state my sixth grade year. I can't remember. But seventh grade, I know I did. The seventh grade, actually, me and Danny Bunch threw against each other. Really? And then I think I beat her seventh grade. <laughs> and then eighth grade, she beat me. Um, but we both, I think we both threw both. Or I, I know she definitely threw shot. I threw this too. But anyway, so then I got to high school, and I was in basketball season, and I found some of the girls I threw against in, in middle school, and they approached me, and they're like, I'm like, I don't know if I want to throw. I'm not sure. And they're like, no, no, we'll take it to the coach. And that's Coach Dennis. Um, 
and like Coach Dennis like ended up like becoming my best coach. Like you know what I mean? Like he was he was like I was closest to him. He knew everything about me. He knew about like my family. You know, family is very important to me. I still talk. I just talked to Coach Dennis yesterday. Like he still comes to my meets now, um, and everything. And we've known each other for good ten ten years now. Um, and you know he just brought me into it. He ended up pushing me to rotational shots. Um, my senior year, I won state in the discus. And when I was looking at colleges, it was weird because this is. I guess this is one of the things too. Like it's it's. If athletes are looking at colleges, like male or female, and sometimes the coaches like, and I know coaches know really well, and they can expect like, oh, I know this athlete should do well, like they can tell just by talent. I I didn't get looked at like that. Yeah. A lot of coaches, a lot of coaches, like I had a coach tell me that she thought I'd only throw 47 feet in college, and I got pissed. I was so mad, and I was like, that does not count because I had thrown like 42 feet by the time. I'm like, I'm not gonna 47 feet. Are you kidding me? Like, yeah. I was mad. Like, I'm like, you know what I mean? And so I had a coach tell me, oh, you're only going to be a handling thrower. You're going to have to redshirt your freshman. You're going to have to do this, this, that. And I ended up going to Illinois State. Because, and honestly, too, before that, actually, Coach Dennis had a big impact on this because I wanted to play basketball in college. And he was like, you can play basketball at any time. You can play basketball with your friends or whatever, but throwing is something that you need to take advantage of now. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. You know, like, I get that. And one of my visits, and yeah, I went to Illinois State. Um... Somehow ended up being a part of, at that time, the best, you know, the best throws conference there was, going against Geneva McCall and Gwen Berry, um, all those women, Southern, pretty much against Southern, and then Indiana State with Felicia Johnson. And these are women I still compete with against today. Like, these are, I mean, Gwen is an, uh, a world record holder in the weight. She's an American record holder in the hammer. Geneva's so far as hell. Like, Felicia's made the Olympic team too, like, you know what I mean? Like, these are the women that I'm competing against. I've been competing against since college. And so, anyway, so through college, I got, what, four-time national runner-up in the hammer and the shot? Four times. <laughs> wow. That was a little bit irritating. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying, you know, I'm like, oh, did you ever win a national title? No, I didn't. I got national runner-up four times. But... You know, and, and you know what I mean. No one. I threw a 58, almost 59 feet in college, and like I said, someone told me I threw 47 feet. Yeah. So I made sure. You showed <laughs> I them. Went from 43 feet in high school, so 50, 58, 59 in college, and then 60, what, 68, 50 or something in the hammer, like. But anyway, so that was my journey through college. Um, then my junior, well, my junior year though, uh, Coach Witz is one I got. Um, he got the job at University of Oregon, and he, I mean, he was a big part of my, my coming up in college, like, I mean, you know, he's, he's, he's very energetic, um, but even now, I try to talk to him, I try to see how he's doing, I'm, I guess I'm just big on relationships, too, you know, but, anyway, so then, I got a new coach, Coach Bennett, Scott Bennett, um, he was awesome, like, he kind of trans, like, he, he helped me shift into, like, okay, now, now from college, I have to go into, like, my then my professional career, like now it's going to be okay to transition, mm-hmm. and then I ended up. Then Greg became my coach, and then that's when I, and I was a year at Illinois State, and then I went to Greg, and Greg really helped me transition from like, first of all, getting past eight. Well, I was at like eighteen fifty, but he helped me get over nineteen. Yeah. And then I transitioned into becoming okay. I got an agent. Like he hooked me. Yeah, you know, I mean he hooked me with getting an agent and made me understand like what hard training was because I didn't know. Yeah. I didn't, you know what I mean? I didn't know what that was. Like, 
I would just, I was, I remember when he first started coaching me, I'd like to get practices because I was just like, nah, I don't feel like doing it today. I had no motivation. You know what I mean? So then when I moved up to Kansas, it was like, no, you need to do your training every single day. You need to do, you know, you need to do what you're supposed to do. And I was like, damn, okay, like, geez, I, you know what I mean? And then I started to realize, like, okay, this is what real training is. Yeah. Yeah, you know I mean, like, he was on me, like, you know, now you need to work on technique because you think too, you get to a certain level, like, oh, technique isn't a huge, a huge thing, but it is. It gets, it gets harder and harder. You know what I mean? So these are habits you're trying to break. So he, he was constantly trying to help me with my sweep leg, my sweep leg. Oh, that's been a mess for years. You know what I mean? And you know what I mean? Just, just, I don't know. Like Greg just pushed me to that next level. You know what I mean? I went to my first diamond league because of him. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because of the training I was on and everything. Like, you know what I mean? I, I freaked out. I'm not gonna lie. I was freaking out. But you know, I threw what 1896 at the diamond league. Like that was a big deal for me. Mm-hmm. You know. Um. And then yeah, and then I got the opportunity to come out here, and so now it's just a new journey. It's, it's another process. So that. The tired of where I am, um, but I did. I had wrist surgery this summer though too. So that was interesting. Was that was that on your throwing hand? Like lift is super cool ripped off, so that wasn't fun. I'm throwing. Oh okay. I had that, and then some recovery from that, but I had to get uh, elbow surgery this summer. Oh jeez. So right now I'm just yeah. So right now I'm just trying to like well and. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm able to throw right now. I mean, but right now it feels like I'm kind of at a clean slate. So it's like I've kind of been like washed and like I'm resetting again. Yeah. When you go to a new coach, it's a big change. You know, they have different terminology. They have different, um, a different way of seeing technique, a different way of you training. Like my lifting is totally different now and my throws are totally different. Like, you know, so, I mean, I'm throwing into a net for like two months. Mm-hmm. I didn't throw for distance. Until what, a couple weeks ago, for the first time. So. Yeah, I mean, I can totally relate. I mean, I've had to, you know, work and communicate with about four different coaches now. Uh, now in my senior year of college, um, and, it, and it can be hard because you know everyone kind of sees something different, and like in a lot of cases, they'll they have the same ideas about what you should do, but then, the, like you said, the terminology is different. So then you're trying mm-hmm. to kind of learn a new language of throwing from this new person and try to think, okay, they're saying this, but what they actually mean is me doing this, but I heard it this way like two years ago and that's what I've been thinking about. So you have to kind of translate it, use your own internal yeah. translator as an athlete. Yeah, mm-hmm, exactly. And so like, with, and, and what's different about this is so like with Greg, Greg wrote all my lessons and he wrote all my throwing. So he was involved in all that. Like now, Ryan writes my lifting, and Blutrick is actually my, my technical coach. Okay. So Ryan, like, Ryan, but Ryan will still, the good thing about Ryan, like, having Ryan there, too, is technique one, I can see his, and mm-hmm. his is awesome. Like, I can see the things that he's working on, and I'm like, okay, now, okay, now I see how this like, should, should kind of look. Like, that's what I should be working towards, or he'll tell me, like, um, you know, say I'm struggling with something, because I'm telling you, like, my work thing is really, like, the, like, I kick, like, no other like I'm kicking a damn soccer ball like so that is just something I've been trying to break for years and years and years you put cones there you put someone's hand there you put everything there you know what I mean yeah um, so but yeah having him there and seeing his technique like he'll he'll break it down for me so he'll be like okay like I, I see you're not really understanding this like this is what you should feel you know what I mean and then he'll do it for me because I mean 
little hit in the ring too, it shows me what it's supposed to look like, and that's, you know what I mean? And then I'm like, okay, because I'm more of a visual person, I'm more of a feel and visual, I can't let, like, we do fine for me, but I'm definitely like visual and sound. Mm-hmm. So like when he tells me like what the temple is supposed to sound like, when someone like claps their hands, it's like, okay, it's supposed to sound like, like at the end, like, dun, dun, dun. And I'm like, okay, and then I can try and get that with my body. Yeah. So, but, yeah, no, it's, yeah, it, it definitely is a, a transition, but it's been a good one. Like, it's been a really good one. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah. You know, and then there's always, like, there's always, like, personal stuff to deal with. Um, and, you know, what I, mean? so I feel like I've been dealing with a lot of, like, personal things going on. Just, like, because, I, I mean, I know people don't feel this about me. I'm, I'm going to say it, which is fine. But um, I my family has depression run through it. Mm-hmm. Like, I have depression within my family. Um, so that's something I've been dealing with for like the last couple of years, and that was like really, really hard when I was in Kansas, um, because I had just like I had just gotten out of college, and it like hit me because in college it's like I was so busy and like um, always had stuff going on, so there was never a time for me to kind of just sit still and like think of that. You know what I mean? Think about anything like that. I never thought I had it. Um, yeah. But coming to find out, I did. I do. I still do now. You know what I mean? So that mm-hmm. was something else that I was facing. And I actually was talking to a friend of mine, Rosie, and, um, like, people don't, people don't realize that things are going on in your life. You know what I mean? They think, mm-hmm. oh, like, you, some people are facing things that you think you're the only one facing it. But it's, there's a lot of people facing those things. You're not, you know, not everybody's depression. People are facing so many things in general. You know what I mean? Um, so that was a big, that was a big thing for me, too, to overcome. It was, like, whole, having depression and taking the right medicine, things like that, and adjusting to it. Um, you know, enough people face like ADHD, like ADD or ADHD, you know, everything. So that's, I think that's another part of the journey and a part of the struggle. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's a good struggle. It's learned, like, I've learned so much about myself the last couple of years. This is insane. So, yeah. But, yeah. I mean, it's, it's good though. I'm happy. Um, you know, because this environment can really affect those things. Um, but yeah, no, I'm pretty, you know, I'm pretty satisfied with, with, in Phoenix and in Tempe and actually it's funny that I said it only rains like two times that I'm here because it's actually raining right now <laughs> but anyway so I actually have a slightly funny story about that so the first time I ever went to Arizona it was for my sister's um, uh, she was being recruited so it was, it was like her recruiting trip to ASU uh, as a sprinter mm-hmm. and when we got there for the entire weekend it was just downpour rain and that was my introduction to Arizona. And they kept telling us, oh, yeah, it never rains here, never rains here. And then my introduction was uh, complete downpour rain, like heavy torrential downpour uh, for three days straight. <laughs> it was a great Seriously? time. Seriously? When you got out here? Yeah, yeah. It was, um, I want to say it was back in the fall of 2007. Because uh, my sister and I are five years apart, and she was she was a sprinter for ASU for about a year. Uh, mm-hmm. And that was like when we were on our recruiting trip. Um, but going back to what you were saying earlier, um, and kind of what you're saying, uh, you know, uh, we really appreciate you, really appreciate you talking, you know, willing to open up about that, um, with something like depression because, and it's funny because when I was also at Kansas state and I'm not sure if, you know, at least I've mentioned this on the podcast, but I was a shot putter at Kansas state and you and I were training mm-hmm. partners, uh, for that, for a yeah. period of time. And I will actually go and say this. So that was when you and I met and you and I were training together for, I want to say about six months. It was, 
And I still tell yeah. people to this day because it was you, me, and uh, <clears throat> Danny Winters who were like the main trio training together. And I still say mm-hmm. to people that that was like the best training environment I've ever been in, uh, especially mm-hmm. being a guy working with two of the best girls in the U.S. at the time and then just like learning and watching you guys, you know, kick my ass every day. <laughs> it, it, it like really like inspired me because I'm like not too many people get to experience something like that. And I, I loved it cause you guys were phenomenal people to work with. It was, it was a, such a great time. We were all friends. It was great. But I always yeah, love yeah. saying that yeah. because like, we're all still yeah, actually, I was just with Danny and Ivan. They were in Philadelphia about three weeks ago and we, uh, when I explored the city together, it was a great time. Oh, nice. Yeah. Well, she just called me and left this hilarious video on my phone. So. <laughs> but like, uh, no, that's, that was awesome when we were together. Because I remember you brought so much intensity. Like, I wasn't that intense at training. I was always kind of like, like, relax a little bit. I mean, I, you know, I get mad about stuff. Yeah. I was never like that intense. Like, you got into it so much. And I was like, oh, shoot, I need to do that. You know what I mean? So it wasn't just like, like I learned a lot from you, too, and from Danny. And I mean, like, it was like, oh, okay, like, this is, because, you know, like, after a while, I didn't have any more training partners in college. So yeah. I was by myself for a little while, and then you kind of come back into it, it was like, oh, this is pretty awesome, you know? Mm-hmm. So, I definitely don't miss those cold mornings. <laughs> that would have fun. But, you know, <laughs> or the days when the when the when the parking lot would be shut down, so I'd go pick you up, uh, and then we'd park in my apartment complex just because, and walk to the track just because it was close enough. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because I, I wasn't riding a bike in that ice. I wasn't gonna do any of that. But no, it definitely worked out. That was awesome. I do, I do. That was really fun. I love yeah. that. Um. Yeah. No. I mean, all of this is a good experience. Like. I mean, I know because you, you moved and everything, and you know, you're enjoying Ohio and everything, right? Yeah, I mean, actually, it's going pretty well. I'm into my last semester of college, but probably before I go back home uh, to Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. And, you know, things are actually a lot better. Uh, as far as my progression as a shot putter, it hasn't been the greatest. But at least I think mm-hmm. mentally I'm probably better than I was when I was in Kansas at the time. And that's where I thought, like, mm-hmm. um, the reason why I thought our training group – like the, the three of us training together was like my favorite, you know, group was because I felt like Danny was such like had such a bubbly personality that she kind of like would loosen me up a bit because I was like you said, I was kind of like the rigid, intense guy. And then watching mm-hmm. you and then seeing how focused you were, you know, with it being basically your job, you know, I realized I, I, I learned a lot of things from that training environment just because, like you said, all three of us are still friends like we, we you know we could keep a dialogue open even after training and still be, you know, have a good time. Oh, yeah. It'd be, yeah, it would be great. Exactly. Like, and that's, I think that's the best part about it. That's what I was saying. Like, throwing isn't just about, oh, I'm going to throw far. i got to do this. There's a lot of building relationships. Like, I remember, like, going when I went overseas and, like, like I mean, I remember the first time I met Valerie Adams. Like, are you kidding me? Like, when I met her, I freaked out. Like, I shook her hand and so I was like, I don't I'm Brittany. You're starstruck. <laughs> oh, it's up on Val. And I was like, oh, oh my God, you're the best thrower. And like, but now I talk to her. Like now, actually, I'm going to go on to, um, I'm going to New Zealand in a couple weeks for training. Oh, wow. And, um, yeah. And so I'll be out there. And so I'll probably end up seeing her and her baby and Gabe. And it was like, I, I got to know her. We were in Germany for like 
together, and it was awesome. Like, just, you know, and, like, Cleo, like, these women, like, it's, uh, it's insane. Like, you know what I mean? Now I'm friends with them, but I remember when I first got to the beach, it was like, holy shit, like, these are, like, like, you know, oh, my God, these are, like, top women, like, you know what I mean? The best in the world, and then come to find out, like, oh, wait, I'm also one of those, too. Like, I'm building up to be one of those as well, you know what I mean? But, um, yeah, so, like, it, it, it's about relationships, too. Like, you don't just... You don't just compete to compete. You compete to to get to know people. Like you hear about their training, you hear about their stories and their struggles, and you know, I mean, they're they're what they overcame, and you know, I mean, everyone has a story. And so I think that's that's what I love about the sport, and I love that. And you know, and I know like sprinters, you know, sprinters just have a different sprinters and distance runners. They all have a different culture, like throw. But I love the throws. Yeah. And I think the throws culture is just. If, you know, I mean, if there's, there's young athletes out there that want to be throwing, I would totally suggest you do it. Because, I mean, everyone I meet, I swear, if I tell them I keep a shot put, you know, usually they know what it is, but they know someone who's thrown it, or they've thrown it themselves at some point. Mm-hmm. I went to that in middle school. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's just one of those things, like, yeah, just pick it up and try it out. It's fun. You know? And it's just, you know, and they, people here are like, oh, like, tell me about your story. Like, what happened? Like, what are you doing now? And. You know, so it's it's cool, and I like that. Like, I didn't realize how how awesome this job is. I get to freaking travel around the world. I, I wake up, I drink coffee and breakfast. I get to go throw on a train. I get to go work in a flexible job, you know what I mean, selling shoes to really nice customers and, you know, make money while I'm doing it. And, you know what I mean, I get to travel the world. Yeah. Like, I've been to, I think I counted them, I've been to almost 20 countries now for track me. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, 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 not for track meets. Maybe, like... 17 or so for track meets. I never would have thought I would have traveled 17 countries. Are you kidding me? So based on so like, so based on that, you, you you know you're a world traveled athlete, of course. You know what do you think was the uh, what was your best experience overseas? Like even you know it, it could be different things between you know your favorite competition overseas, uh, your just favorite mm-hmm. experience experiencing the city and the people. Like what are some good experiences you have from you know like I said being overseas? Um, so, I think my, one of my favorite ones was going to a Diamond League, and I remember, I remember, so we were out at training, I forgot where it was, I think we were in Sweden or something, and we were out at training, and it was like the schoolyard, right, like it was like just a random track, like the schoolyard or whatever, and, um, we were throwing or whatever, and then we trained, I was with Felicia, um, and some other athletes or whatever, and... We go, we go back to the hotel, and we come back the next day, and there's this huge fence in front of the throwing area. Like, they must have been doing construction or something, like, ran, like this fence just popped up. And we're like, what the heck? So, like, I just remember that moment where, like, we were, we had to move it. Like, we all, like, worked together to, like, we got this guy to come out, and we, like, moved it all, and, like, everyone, because everyone wanted to train. Like, we all were like, all right, we need to train. So we ended up, like, working together to move this thing. Um, and it was funny, because that day I didn't even have a good training session, like, a very mm-hmm. good one. But the next day, I ended up throwing, like, like, I threw, like, 16 meters that day in training, I remember, and I was, like, freaking out to Greg. And then I went and threw almost 19 meters and got, like, third in my, third in the Diamond League for the first time. And just that whole, that whole trip was just, I remember just being awesome. Like, the view was beautiful, and, like, that was awesome. I was around Felicia, me and her were roommates. Um, we bought, like, the most expensive Big Mac in Twitter, where we, we, I think it was Sweden or Norway or something, and, um... I don't know, that was a really good experience. Um, I think being hanging out with Valerie um, for those two weeks when we were in Germany, I wasn't supposed to be out there, and then I ended up getting invited to more meets. 
and Germany, they have really, really cool meat in Bad Church, so they have all these people standing around and watch you, and the winner gets, like, this massive beer, and, like, we got, like, tickets to go get, like, sausages and beers, and, you know what I mean? It was like they had the Highland Games the day before. Yeah. So, that was pretty cool. Like, it was really cool. Um, yeah, but, I mean, there's, there's so many experiences. There's ones, you know, I mean, there's ones that haven't been as fun. Um, and obviously a lot of experiences help when you throw well at a meet. Um, but, no, like, it, it really, like, if I don't throw well, like, that's what I think, have those relationships, have people there who, who, who've been through what you've been through, who understand what you're going through. Yeah. And so they can explain to you, like, it's okay. Like, I remember I went to, just, actually, Japan, and Japan was, like, one of my favorite meets ever. Like, they had the perfect Nishi shots. Oh, my God. Like, I almost fainted. They had, like, the most. The perfect amount of grit and like rust on it. Oh my god! <laughs> it was my first trip over there. Like it was a 14-hour flight. Like I sat in the back of the plane, like in these terrible seats. But I was so excited, I didn't even care. And we got the, we got our own hotel room and stuff. And like Felicia was there, and Gwen was there. And, like we were just, we threw against each other in college, and like it was just so fun. Um, and I remember I threw there, and then right after that, I mean, I got like second or third. I think I got second or second there, I think. And um. Right after that, I went to China, the Shanghai Diamond League, and I threw, like, crap. Like, I, I got in the ring, and I, I felt like I didn't know what I was doing. Like, I freaked myself out, and I was like, I'm never going to get invited to the Diamond League again. And, you know, I was, like, worried, and, you know, like, and then, yeah, I've always been like, no, you'll be fine. Don't worry about it. It'll be okay. And then, sure enough, I was invited to another one again, and another one, another one, and it was okay, you know, like, you know, they I mean, you know, and I'm not saying there's people forgetting. Obviously, the lead directors want people who are going to perform. But, like, things, you know what I mean? It's okay. And I had people in there that explain to me, like, it'll be okay. You'll be fine. So. Yeah, I love hearing yeah. stuff like that. I love hearing, you know, the interactions outside of the competition, you know, with the other athletes. Mm -hmm. um, you know, that's something I talked to Sean Donnelly about when he was, he did a tour in Germany uh, last summer. Mm -hmm. And, like, hearing about, like, you know, what goes on after, you know, the, you know, the meet ends, you know, the, the camaraderie yeah. between the athletes that I don't think, you know, too many people get to hear about. Oh yeah. Yeah. So they think you just go over there and you just compete, but there's so much more to it. Like I'm sure he was in Germany for that one. I'm sure they got really good beer. Like there's just, you experience the culture there. Mm -hmm. I mean, like we went to, I was in Belgium in Brussels and we got like a waffle a Belgian waffle with, like, ice cream and Nutella and all this stuff. Like, you know what I mean? You have, there's a certain thing you just got to do when you're out there. And in Japan, we went to this really cool electronics store, and, like, they had all types of, like, I mean, just floors and floors and floors of electronics. Like, you know what I mean? Stuff, like, things like that. Like, you just, you know, we went to a cool restaurant. Like, that was my first trip, so I was a little nervous about that, but you find, like, the coolest restaurants. You try to go, you know what I mean? You try to talk to athletes, and you try to say, oh, let's go down here, and let's go eat here, because... Yeah, you know, you start to get kind of tired of the food like, that they feed you because every day is about the same. Yeah. So that's why it kind of it pushes you to kind of step out of the hotel and be like, oh, let's go here. You know, obviously safety first, depending on the place. But mm -hmm. um, Morocco, Morocco was cool too. Just gonna say that was pretty sweet. They had a kind of hotel that was like right on the ocean. Oh wow. Holy moly, that was sweet. And they had a really good coffee too in the morning. I was like, wow. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, all these experiences, like I. It's funny because to me, like, and I need to, I think I need to appreciate them a lot more than I do. Because I tell people about them, they're like, oh, like, where are you traveling? I'm like, oh, you know, I've gone here, 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 or whatever. But they're like, oh my God, like, you know, some people, some of the places we go, people, people, 
like people save up all their money just to take that trip. Yeah. This is like their life trip. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh yeah, I stayed, I stayed, you know, what, three blocks from the Eiffel Tower? Are you kidding me? <laughs> like, you know, like they, they do a great job. And I'm just, but then too, it's, it's also the kind of, you don't just go out there just to, you know, just to, oh, we're going to talk to everybody and we're just going to hang out. No, it is a job. This is our job. Yeah. So it's not like I can just go and walk out the hotel and I'm like, oh, I'm going to go, I'm going to go, you know, I'm not in freaking Morocco. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to go just sit on the beach all day. Like, no, well, I have to go train. There's a couple hours of training in there, and then I have to go take a nap. And then yeah. the meet days, and we don't compete until the night. So then all day is a meet. You just really just your hotel, eating, making sure you're getting everything you need, getting dressed and everything, and then head out to the track meet. Yeah, and I think it's important to mention, like, you know, that there is a balance between the two because um, I think, like, the, the fact, like you said, it is a job, and you have to, you know, you – the focus is you need to throw well or else you're not going to make as much money as you could. You know, that that's exactly. what's paying the bills. Exactly. That's, that's how you make, that's how you make an income. You know what I mean? That's how yeah. you, you survive. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, you know, a diamond league, you need, you need to do well to get money. So you have to, you know what I mean? And then that goofy rule they had before with the whole four throwers in the finals, that was kind of, Oh good. yeah. But yeah, but now they've changed it. But now we only have five diamond leagues instead of seven. But okay. the final number is like you can win $50,000 if you win that Diamond League. So, so I was curious. Um, you're, so I, you're the first athlete I think we've had on that have actually competed in Diamond Leagues regularly. Um, what was your What's your opinion of like that new setup? Because I was really curious what throwers thought about that. Because I'll be honest, I didn't know they changed that rule. And when Darrell Hill like said they won the whole Diamond League, I was so confused because I was totally yeah. at the points. Yeah. And, like, there's no way he won the Diamond League. But then I saw that they just have a Diamond League championship at the end of the season. Uh, like, yeah. what's – I've always been curious, like, what, you know, some of the, some of the throwers are what, – what are your opinions on that? Do you like it? Um, do you think it's cool that you get to peak for another meet? Or do you kind of like the point system more? Uh, you know, I think – I think from the meet perspective, I think what happens is they – Let's say there's a top athlete, right? Like in, in the old system, where you can win all the diamond leagues, right? Or not win all them. Say they're just they're just below. Like even if they win the final diamond league, they're not going to win the overall diamond league, right? Yeah. There's people like that that are like, you know, it's not even worth my time. I'm not going to go to the final. So I think now it's kind of an incentive to get all the top athletes because you want to win fifty thousand dollars. Yeah. You're going to get a better competition. It's it's going to be a lot harder. You know what I mean? You're not going to see like anybody just win the final diamond league now. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's going to be, it's gonna, like Darrell popping up a huge throw. You know what I mean? It has to be something big. It can't be just anything. Like, and I think that pushes us as athletes. I didn't, my, the final diamond league this year was bad just because I had elbow issues. I couldn't, and I, I couldn't throw. Like, I took one throw and it just, it just hurt so bad. So that's mm-hmm. why I passed on the rest of my throws. Um, and so, but it was, it was nice to see like people getting after it and, like Anita, like Anita from Hungary, like she's another one. Like she, it, it I think it, it also, it just pulls out the best athlete in people. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you're gonna win. If you want to win fifty thousand dollars, you're gonna have to, you're gonna have to throw something. You're gonna have to do something. You know? So I think that aspect is good. Mm-hmm. I don't like the fact that we have fewer diamond leagues. Um, yeah. Because that is less money. Um, but I think I, I mean really, if I added up all the possibility of money, I guess because now the final diamond league has more prize money. I don't know. Um. Because it is like it's like fifty thousand. I think it's like fifty thousand, twenty thousand or something. I can't remember. It dropped though, but um, 
But no, I mean, I'm, I'm okay with it. I just wish we had more family. But yeah, and it, you know, but I didn't get to go to some this year because we had like, but we had our track down series meet. Yeah. You know, and that was that was the like that was cool. I mean, I wish I was throwing better, but you know, injuries are injuries, and mm-hmm. you know, so. But yeah, and I feel like that's and that's what I like too. You can always come back the next year and the year after that. Like you can always redeem yourself. Like you've had so many athletes that have a year or two of struggling, and then all of a sudden something just clicks, and then they come back. Yeah. So you just you just never know who's going to be on top. You mm-hmm. never know. Yeah, and what's funny is like even something like that I can somewhat relate to because you know uh, for like three four years now I've been throwing relatively the same distance, but like last year into last summer. Um, at least in the training side of things, I was making huge improvements, but I know it, it took me a few, you know, it took me a few years to kind of figure some things out. And I think like, um, and I know it's not feasible for everybody. You know, sometimes like if you have a down year, especially if you're like a post-collegiate and it's like, well, financially, I just don't think this is reasonable to continue. I completely get that. But I think what's interesting, especially someone like in your case, you know, trying to find those new ways to make necess- make changes that, you know, we'll see improvements and, you know, and, and like you said, going back earlier, is like maybe, maybe not just physical, but mental too. And I think that's, you know, that's really important. Yeah, yeah, it totally is. It really is. And it's, it's, it's like, yeah, it's, it's, I like to think about it as like a piece of clay or like a puzzle or something. Like you're constantly just trying to fit, like you're trying to build something and like kind of fit around you. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like it's like, yeah, you know, something like say something personal hits you, and I kind of give you like a little smush in the clay, and then like, oh, but like you do really well, so like things just kind of get pulled and pushed and turned. You know what I mean? I feel like it starts to morph you into who you are as a person, as a thrower, as as anything. Yeah. You know? So, and I'm okay with that. Like I've had so many experiences that were shitty, and I've had really good ones, and I've had okay ones, and you know, but that's you know, what I mean, that's my own personal journey, and that's I love it. Yeah. Like, I'm very, you know what I mean, I'm, I'm happy about it. Mm-hmm. Like, in the moment, it's like, oh, this sucks. But I know that each experience that I've had has made me a stronger athlete, it's made me a stronger person, it's made me, you know what I mean, hopefully now I'm turning into the best Brittany that I could be. You know what I mean? Like, so, you know. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if I can do what Valerie does. Like, <laughs> like she's pretty badass to be having a baby and throw it, just like Jill did it. Yeah. I always see her like, oh, you know, training and stuff, but I'm like, dang, I I don't know if I could do that. I have kids in the middle of training, but who knows? I think you get like that mom strength after you have kids. That's what I hear, so. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, you know, but yeah, everyone's journey is totally different. Like, just like Michelle's is going to be totally different than Tia's, and Tia's is different than mine, and Danny Bunch, like everyone. Yeah. Know? So, like, Michelle just got engaged. Are you kidding? Like, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. She's so happy. Like, I don't know. Like, everyone just is. Like, everyone's just awesome. Like, I like seeing everyone's story. You know? So, and, you know, a lot of these girls, too, I know in college. Like, Mo Riddick, I talk to Mo all the time. Yeah, and that and that's something that, like, I, I always like because, um, you know, Mo kind of reminds me, uh, you know, Justin. And, and Justin Rohde's my current coach. Uh, and... The thing that I always thought was cool about her and him was, like, the fact that they kept doing it, like, after college, like, they weren't the best. They were pretty good. But then, like, they just kept plugging along for, you know, five, seven years afterwards, and they become, you know, one of the top in the world. Like, that's just awesome to me. I love stories like that, you know, that you don't have to be the best in college. 
Yeah. The fact that you don't like, have holy to. Holy shit, you know? <laughs> We're talking over each other. <laughs> yeah. But uh, you don't have to be the I best in college. What? To win. <laughs> oh, I was just saying, like, Mo is like a huge, like, um, like, she always inspires me. Like, I feel like, like, it's like she'll be checking in on me, like, oh, how are you doing, like, with things and everything. And last year, she definitely was doing that for me. And, like, now I'm like, oh, how are you doing? And asking her about training and, you know what I mean, like, what are, like, she'll tell me what she's dealing with, I'll tell her what I'm dealing with, what we're going through and everything. And it just, it helps. Like, it definitely helps to talk to people. Like, have a relationship with people because you don't, you just don't know. Like it's like, oh, am I going through something? Like I said about like the whole depression thing. Like no, you know, I tell people like you're not the only one going through it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? There's so many people dealing with stuff. You don't, you don't know. And with social media, you're not even gonna see the good sides of things. Some mm-hmm. people are willing to show that other side, but you know what I mean? Like really, like behind the scenes, there's so much more going on than you even realize. Yeah. I can definitely see like that does get you know that that's really hard to translate and that has to get lo- that gets lost on a lot of people because when you only see you know someone doing better you're not really sure like okay they might mm-hmm. be doing you know you might think they're doing better but like there might be other things going on or like they might just be ghosted on social media and like oh they're done they're done they're done but they might be just going through something maybe not throwing as far but still trying to plug away you know exactly yeah you won't know about that at all mm-hmm. like, Maybe you will, maybe, but and that's but that's their personal journey. And if they're they're okay with not sharing that, then that's okay. And if not, that's okay too, you know. Mm-hmm. But there's just such a like there's just such a like I feel like there's just so many dimensions to throwing. I mean, so many sides to it. Just being a professional athlete, I never thought I'd be a professional athlete. Never. No, actually, I kind of did. But I was hoping <laughs> to go like to the WNBA or something. Like I never would have thought I would do this throwing, you know. Yeah. And, you know, now it's like, I'm doing it. This is what I'm doing. You know, this is my job. So as we kind of, like, wind down here, um, I'm curious, like, um, what's kind of, you know, what are you looking forward to in this, you know, upcoming season now that you've kind of made this big change? You're moving out. You moved out to Arizona. You've gone through uh, a few coaching changes. You're, you know, obviously talking to you in great spirits. Like, you know, what are you kind of looking forward to this in this upcoming year? Um, you know, honestly, with this year, it's going to be my transition year. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not really expecting, like, huge throws this year. I mean, it's kind of like whatever happens, happens, just because of, like, surgery, just because of the transition and everything. And, my, I mean, my body's going through a lot of changes right now, you know. Um, so, like, Jordan Clark is also helping me with my nutrition. Mm-hmm. So I think right now I'm trying to just get into good habits. Um, like, you know, like, eating well in the morning, understanding when it's time to eat carbs, like, with training and after training or whatever, like different things like that. I think so I think this year is really just gonna be me trying to trying to become and create the type of um like become the athlete I need to be, but it just create like good habits. And so I think there's that in terms of throwing, it's really gonna be an adjustment. Um I'm not expect I mean, I'm not expecting like some big PR this year or something like it's not you know what I mean? Like, I mean, I'd be happy to throw, like, 18 this year or something like that. Like, I'm just going to take it for what it is. Mm-hmm. trying to be consistent. Um, just because, my, you know, everything's getting broken down. Like, it's not like, you know, so I'm coming out here like, oh, I'm throwing 20 meters. Like, no, I'm struggling at practice, you know? Like, practice is tough. I just started throwing for distance, and it's like, holy, you just shot one. It's like, 
yikes. But I know, but I know deep down in my technique, my technique is so much better. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's like, okay, well, this is building up to something. You know what I mean? Even like, boom, like, oh, it looks a lot better. You're, you have to tell you're trying to do this. And like, Ryan, Ryan said he went through this last year when he came, like, when Blue started coaching him. Like, it was, it was a, it was a transition for him. You know, but, you know, now hopefully, like, this year I can tell just with his training, he's doing awesome. Like, he looks great and he's consistent and, like, you know, so I know at some point I will get to that. Maybe not this year, and that's okay, <laughs> but hopefully next year, you know, when it's, when it's the world year, you know, so. But yeah, so I mean, that's, that's kind of my, my expectations for this year. I'm just going to take it as it is, um, and yeah, just enjoy it. You know, if I get into meets, then that'd be awesome. Um, you know, but I didn't, I wouldn't be surprised if also the marks I had last year with my elbow and stuff, like, you know, they're like, you know what, but I'm going to have, it's really, I'm going to have to repeat myself again. But that's part of the process. Mm-hmm. So, and I'm sure I'll get there. And I'm not worried about it. Yeah, those are my expectations. <laughs> Well, thank you, Brittany. I really appreciate you uh, coming on today. Uh, you know, it, it's, all, it's always been a great pleasure talking to you. You know, I'm really glad to call you a friend in the sport. Uh, I think, you know, hearing where your headspace at and, you know, where you're at now, I think, you know, big things, you know, are coming up for you. And, I, and I'm really excited to see how you do. Thank you so much. I appreciate it, Jason. Thanks for having me, dude. Oh, no problem. <laughs> Thanks for coming on. You ever need me to talk again? Yeah, I can talk to you for another hour if you need it. <laughs> oh, anytime, Brittany, anytime. Yeah. The saga continues. Wu Tang, Wu Tang. Olympic torch flaming. We burn so sweet. The thrill of victory. The agony defeat. We crush slow. Flaming deluxe slow. Poor judgment day coming. Conquer. It's war.